0: Hey there, welcome to the Pretty Little Tribe podcast, a space to talk about all things life, fertility, parenthood, and everything in between. My name is Elizabeth. I am an international fertility coach, ICF certified life coach, birth and bereavement doula, and new parent educator. Join us as we support the tribe throughout their journey from conception to bringing your new baby home and everything along the way. See you in the episode. welcome back to the Pretty Little Tribe podcast. Today, we're talking to Kayla Smith, who is the founder of The Hormone Puzzle and many other things. So welcome. I am so excited to talk to you. Hormones have been something that have interest me since I was in my mid-30s when I started to realize the effects that hormones had on my gut health. I always had a lot of gut issues. And um, in, you know, following all the kind of gurus that are out there around hormones, it was really fascinating to see how that all played into each other. And now obviously dealing with fertility, that's a whole nother realm of, of how everything comes together.
1: So how did you fall in love with hormones? Yes. So I've kind of like you, I've, hormones fascinate me because they mm-hmm. control every piece of our body. And mm. if one is off, it can mess up with, it, it can cause so many issues, which is just so crazy to me. Um, and so I started this whole journey, uh, you know, starting to trying to get pregnant and all of that, you know, I got married, thought it was going to be really easy. Um, you know, you hear your whole life, you have sex and you get pregnant. So I thought that would be the case. You know, I was healthy. I was active. I was you know, I thought it would be so easy, but I quickly learned that it wasn't. Um, and so that started me down my road to, you know, my fertility journey and really diving into how my hormones were affecting things. And long story short, we started, you know, we went the medical route, went and talked to our doctor and, you know, did a bunch of testing. We got the diagnosis of unexplained infertility, which is so fun. (laughs) Um, and so we were told because I was 36 at the time that I needed do IUI. And if that didn't work, we would have to do IVF. And I was just like, wait, you just said there's nothing medically wrong with me. I have unexplained infertility. So my body should be able to get pregnant. You know, I don't understand why it's not, I I wouldn't take that you're too old as kind of an excuse. And
0: how long were you guys trying for?
1: Yeah. So it was probably about six months of trying on our own. And then we went to the doctor and then the doctor was like, you know, keep trying. And then we did a couple more months and then we did like the Clomid, we did three rounds of Clomid. We did the HSG, we did, you know, some other testing. And, um, that's when they, it was probably about a year when they said like, you need to do an IUI or an IVF. Um, and so then we were like, well, I knew that would be there. You know, I'm glad we have those procedures, but I knew for myself that I wanted to do this naturally if I could. And I was like, okay, let's give it another year. If I'm not pregnant, then we'll do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's what I did. I, I set out on, you know, what can I do to get as fertile as possible? like I dove into research. I was a personal trainer at the time. So I, I kind of knew health and wellness, but I, I wasn't working in fertility. Um, and so I just dove into research and figured out, you know, okay, this is what I need to be eating. I was eating too few calories and I was eating way too low fats. So that was one of the main things that yeah. I kind of realized. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I realized I was working out entirely too much. I was a personal trainer and I was super skinny and I thought yeah. that was so healthy.
0: <laughs> I know. In fact, I just spoke to a client yesterday who she trains at Equinox a couple of days a week. And she's like, I really love that. That's my outlet and my stress release. Mm-hmm, exactly. And at some point you have to say, okay, I've been trying for so long what's hasn't changed, right. And take a break from that or change up your workout. I understand that for some people, a lot of people who that's their world, they feel like it's against their religion to stop working out or whatever, but also to take Account to maybe there's something in that. Maybe your body is working too hard, right?
1: Exactly. I remember my mom used to say to me, "Maybe you're working out too much," and I'd be like, "Mom, shut up! No, I'm not. I'm so <laughs> no hurt. such said, thing." No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so but to go back to the story, you know, I, I dove into research. I figured out I was not eating the right diet. I was exercising way too much. I was really stressed out. And when I started to fix all of those things, that's when I started to notice my hormones kind of balancing back out, my cycle starting to get more regular, you know, my ovulation getting stronger. That was the other piece. You know, I never was taught like track your ovulation. This is when you should be having sex. Even through all that medical stuff, they never once said that to me. Like, Amen. are you having sex at the right times? <laughs> so, um so once we started kind of doing this, I got my food right, my exercise right, you know, we did that for about another year and then I finally I got pregnant naturally. Yay. So, I had my second at um you know, the end of my 37th year or I'm sorry, my first at the end of my 37th year and then I had my next one when I was 40. I did it again. So, I mean, now we have Yeah. Now we have two little ones uh, who are almost six and eight. So yeah, it was, it was quite the journey.
0: That's fantastic. And I love the fact that, you know, you kind of, you took it and listened to your own intuition, right. At that point to say, no, I don't think that that's what I need to do. Right. I think I can figure this out and We're so quick to want the fixed, right? I always say, you know, if you're, you've under 35 and you've been trying for six months, that's almost six months too long of, you know, wanting a baby. You want that baby now, I get it. But also to, to do an internal check-in to say, is this something that I feel like I can really work towards or- do I need to go that route? I think as frustrating as the unexplained fertility or infertility diagnosis is, it's also kind of a good thing because that means there isn't something specifically wrong going on, right? So take that as a positive rather than a frustrating negative to say, what are all these things that I can do? So now you help hundreds, thousands of people to get pregnant through figuring out their hormones, which I love so much. I actually want to take your course. We'll take, we'll talk about that later, but um, what would you tell somebody that is, you know, trying to like in the same situation you are, they've been told you need to do the time cycles with medication, IUI, la, la, la. like I kind of smiled when you were saying that because it's like the standard protocol. We've all yes. heard it. Um, Yes. It's so so what what do you say to somebody who's like, "I, I don't know, I don't know if I want to go down that road yet?
1: Yeah. I would say, listen to that inner gut, that inner wisdom, because it's telling you that for a reason. And I always tell my clients and I told myself that too, you know, those procedures will be there. You know, why don't you try to get as fertile as possible first and try this naturally, especially if there's nothing medically wrong with you. You know, if you have a a diagnosis where you're, you know, maybe you've lost a, a tube or you've, you know, you have something really crazy medical going on. I'm not suggesting that diet and lifestyle can help with that. But if you have something like unexplained or you, you haven't been trying the right way or timing your ovulation, right? Like let's Mm -hmm. try that first. So I would say, listen to that inner wisdom, you know, really trust yourself and know that there are things that you can do to holistically heal your body and to get pregnant naturally. I think we think that a lot of times that like IUI and IVF, it's a quick fix. Like, oh, I'll just go get IUI and it'll be fine. I'll be pregnant it doesn't work like that. It's not that easy. If your body's not optimized, and I'm sure you talk about this too, Elizabeth, it's sometimes those procedures won't even work. So let's get as healthy as we possibly can first, as fertile as we can. And then if we get pregnant naturally. That's, that's a bonus. You know, we don't need those procedures.
0: Yeah. Same thing with, with you mentioning the age, right? You had your last, you said at 40, I started at 41. Um, so I think, and mine were natural as well. Same same type of situation, but the, when you say that those things are going to be there, that's so true as well as look at this, the science about it. And, you know, unfortunately the IUIs don't have a good rate of return, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. It can happen and it is possible. So don't get me wrong. Like it happens all the time, every day, which is amazing, but being able to go through it on your own, it really is a science, as well, right? So, learning from somebody, taking a course, really getting to know your body—you're learning the science of your own body. You're learning your own hormones. It's—it's, it's, you know, quite a miracle to, to have a sperm meet an egg every month at that exact time. And we really need to get that timing right and learn everything that you do, as you said, to get your body the most fertile before then, because there are so many things that come into play to make that happen. And we assume that it's so easy when really it does take some work to, to put into it and, and allowing yourself that grace to, to be okay with the timing, I think is difficult too. For sure. Yes. Yes. So some of, again, back to some advice that you would say to people that come, tell us a little bit about your program, I guess. And and if somebody is looking to get pregnant and they say, okay, I'm going to allocate how much time, like, do you have a set amount of time that you say you need to put aside to kind of figure this out um, in order to to say you've given it a good shot
1: naturally? So at least 90 to hundred days. That's how long it takes for your eggs to mature. So the egg that you're going to release today on the ovulation is one you made three months ago. Mm-hmm. So you definitely want to give it at least that amount of time. I always tell people like the minute you think you want to have a baby, whether it's tomorrow or whether it's five years from now, start optimizing your body for fertility. Mm-hmm. Do not wait until, you know, next month you want to get pregnant and now you're 35 and you, you haven't done anything to prepare for that. Yeah. Just like with anything in life. You're not going to just jump into it the next day. You need to prep and prepare your body. So definitely give it at least that amount of time. And that's my programs. You know, we work where we have 12 week programs where we kind of, um, people come to us all different areas of fertility and all different places in their journey. And, you know, we start with that optimizing of that fertility. Um, and the one place I start, which we kind of alluded to in the beginning was I like to test, I don't wanna just guess at what's going on with you. I want to test those hormones and see exactly what's happening. And a lot of times too, I'll have a client come and say, well, I've already had all my hormones tested and my doctor told me I was normal. Then I test and I see, no, you're subclinical, meaning you're just a little off, that's mm-hmm. why you're having some of these symptoms. So I always tell people, you know, try to find something that's more comprehensive than just blood. Like what we do is dried urine, which will show you a 24 hour period, what your hormones are doing, how they're fluctuating, but also how your body's metabolizing them. Cause I don't want to just see how, what your level is. I want to know how your body's actually using that hormone, right? So that's the first place I start. I love that. I'm such a numbers person and a black and white
0: person. So to me, anything that we can have as far as data is great. And I really love the, the fact that you do what specific for you, I always say you, you want to be the normal range on a, a medical lab, you know, like West lab or quest laboratories or whatever that normal range is based off of people that are, you know, have dysfunctioning thyroids or, you know, bad levels of vitamin. D or whatever, you want to get what's right for you. I always use the example of yes, I'm five, four, and I wear a size six shoe. But if I wore a size seven, that's still within normal range or size five, but that's not going to fit me. That's going to give me blisters every day or whatever. So figuring out what's normal for you, not necessarily normal range is where you need to be because oftentimes people will say, Oh, well you're within the normal range, but that's not good enough. We want to like really hone in on what's beneficial for you specifically. And really it is a
1: puzzle to figure out. So I love that you use that word. Yes. Yes. And that's the thing too, you know, looking at those, those ranges, um, a lot of times, like I said, a doctor will tell you you're normal when maybe you're not. And if you're throwing a symptom, if you are struggling with infertility, if you are, you know, you have gut issues, you have constipation, diarrhea, bloating, all of these things, these are symptoms. Your body's telling you something is wrong. So if you've been told you're normal, but you still have these symptoms, you're not, something is off and it's usually probably a hormone or two. And
0: you know what, Kayla, like most medical doctors, as much as God love them, they, mm-hmm. especially the fertility doctors or the OBs, nobody ever asked me what my, you know, was I having diarrhea nine times a day? That's kind of a problem. You know, yes. they never <laughs> asked me anything about that. And that had been going on for many, many, many years. And that's why I started digging into some of this stuff on my own, but you know, that's where you need to kind of you, the the client, whoever's listening to be your own advocate, to, to yeah. be educated on your own, to know it may be normal for me, but yet that's not right. You know, the bloating, the constipation, diarrhea, whatever it is for you and how they're all related. Right. So you may think that, oh, it's just stomach or intestinal issues and not even have an idea of how this is affecting your reproductive system and, Mm -hmm. and really how it is. Can you explain to people a little bit of
1: how that's all intertwined? Yes. I love this topic. So, so many things start in the gut, you know, the gut controls how you are processing and how you are absorbing your nutrients. So if your gut is off and you can know it's off because you're experiencing diarrhea, constipation, bloating, all of those things. um, And if it's off, then you're not going to be absorbing the nutrients like you need to. So your body's not going to get what it needs to make these hormones to do these processes, such as making an egg, telling the follicle to release the egg, telling your thyroid it's time to, you know, release their thyroid hormone or whatever it is. So you're Mm -hmm. not getting those nutrients. And so many of our hormones are metabolized in our guts. The two main ones that I'm thinking of is estrogen one and then our serotonin. Mm -hmm. So if your gut's off, it can affect your mood, your mindset, your, if you're depressed or anxious and like, you wouldn't think that you would not, most people would not correlate being depressed, being anxious with something's wrong with my guts. So, so, and so those are a couple, and then the same with your estrogen, you know, the majority of your estrogen is metabolized in your gut, and that's going to control so many of your processes around your reproductive organs. So if your gut's off, it can cause you to be throwing a symptom like fertility, infertility. So definitely getting that gut optimized and working right. is So very important especially before you
0: try to conceive, right? You, you want to make sure that your body is functioning in a way that it's capable and, and able to then give nutrients to a baby. You know, I think it is possible to get pregnant within that stage, but it's not super easy, but not only is it not easy, your body's working double time to deal with itself, let alone deal with somebody else, you know, that they need to support and build and and whatnot. So I'm a big believer of let's, get you in your most healthiest experience before we even try to conceive, right? Like exactly let's work on this because that also, then we get into that whole epigenetics conversation yeah. of how that all works and, and how what's getting passed on to your baby, you know, from a mental state, again, from the serotonin that's in your visceral system, but
1: yep. everything so that, else. Yeah. That was something else I was going to mention is that you know, your microbiome, you are helping your baby's microbiome to be formed in your ut- utero. So mm-hmm. if your microbiome's off, it can throw the baby's microbiome off, which in turn, epigenetics, you know, yeah. it's that generation, that baby's generation and so on will be affected from this. And that's why we say here that we create super babies, because if your, you know, microbiome is strong and all your hormones are strong, then you're going to make a super baby. That's going to have all of that to be strong too. So you're just setting that baby up from the beginning with optimal health.
0: Yeah. And I know again, from my perspective, I was always concerned. I don't want my kids to have my, my stomach issues, my gut right. issues and all that sort of stuff. My step, my husband has like strong, such a strong stomach. He doesn't have sensitivities to anything. He can like eat something that's bad and doesn't affect him, you know? And, and you know i want my kids to have that rather than my sensitive situation and so i think allowing yourself that time to set your body up for being in its strongest most capable state and environment for that baby to come is is ideal for sure so do you see a kind of a um I know you said 90 to 120 days, is that where people start to see results physically? Like if they're having gut issues that they'll start to see them. And I know it's different for everybody, but I think a lot of people want to always know what's kind of the general expectation that I can start to see a difference. And is it a, a big shift as far as, um, you know, I know when I was dealing with gut issues, it was a lot of FOD diets and, you know, really extreme things to go through in order to, to get to the other side. What, what is your program look like as far as that goes?
1: Yeah. So it really just depends on what the person is struggling with, how mm-hmm. severe those gut issues are. I usually, depending on what's going on, and I have my clients fill out a really in-depth health questionnaire right in the beginning when we start working together so I can see like all of the symptoms that they may be experiencing, all of the, you know, what's in their genetics, like what, you know, everything that they've experienced and kind of an overview of their health. So I'll look at that in the beginning. And then depending on how severe I've had clients within 30 days of working together, they're seeing some symptom improvement. And that's the same with, if we're trying to kind of fix hormones and they have, you know, their cycles are off, they don't have a cycle, they're not ovulating strong or at all, you know, sometimes we can get that happening within 30 days. And then, so the 90 days is really the fertility piece. I have had people come and they get pregnant with the first month of working together because maybe they weren't like, it wasn't as severe an issue. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's easy as like you take out gluten and then all of a sudden now they're pregnant or whatever it is. But Um, So I would say within 30 days, you can see some drastic improvements depending on how severe, but definitely at least give it 90 days. And my program, it's not a 90 days and then you're done. I'm sure you this is the same. This Mm -hmm. is lifestyle habits that you're going to have for the rest of your life. Whether you're trying to get pregnant, you want optimal hormones, whatever it is, the things that you're learning in these 90 days, you're going to continue to do forever. So it's going to be just who you are. It's your lifestyle. It's not a diet or a quick fix or anything like that.
0: And that was going to be my next question is, you know, I talked to a lot of people with secondary infertility and, and mm-hmm. they have their first baby and everything seemed normal. And then they go to have number two and they're struggling and, you know, your more hormones change just so much after you've had a baby. And most people try, you know, within a, so, you know, a, a shorter window, right? Most mm-hmm. people want to have two to three years apart type of thing. Um, what do you, any advice for people that are in that in-between stage as far as keeping up to date with their hormones, making sure that they're in balance and do they continue to take your test to see if things are in balance and what's the expectation as far as, you know, is it a year after they they're postpartum to see when things should be regulated or what's the general rule of thumb for you?
1: Yeah, so I definitely work with a lot of people that have secondary as well. And it's, it's similar, you know, you want to make sure that your hormones are balanced back out. I always tell my clients, if you're breastfeeding, you know, we need to give that some time. So, um, you can do a hormone test while breastfeeding, but the, it might be, the results might be altered a little bit based on if you weren't breastfeeding, because Mm -hmm. about 30 days after you're finished breastfeeding is when your hormones really start to regulate back out. We can do it, but just know that it might be, you know, it might be different different results than if you weren't breastfeeding at all, but about 30 days after breastfeeding, if you're trying for a second, I would definitely suggest getting another hormone panel run just to kind of see where you're at, to see if anything's off, if anything needs to be fixed or tweaked or whatever it is. And then, um, you know, we start trying again, the good news is it's usually, I say, usually this doesn't, this isn't for everybody, but usually a second is easier. If you're, if you have secondary infertility, it's a little easier because your body's been pregnant before it knows what to do. You know, that's not always the case, but, but sometimes so, but we just dive in, you know, figuring out the foods that are going to work for you, what your hormones look like and, and kind of create a plan around that.
0: Yeah. And then again, post post and knowing that you're not going to have any more kids, any, you know, that's not on the radar any longer. That's, I think why I'm so interested in hormones is because it's women's wellness, right? For the long-term, whether you're 30, 40, 50 and beyond, um, really understanding how your hormones work and how they affect your day-to-day and, and being aware of what's happening. You know, am I having night sweats? Why is that happening? What time during my cycle? Am I still having a cycle? How is that changing? Is it getting shorter, longer, whatnot? Uh, you know, do you continue to work with people when they know, like, I, I, I know for sure, I don't want to have any more kids. I just want to make sure that my, my body stays in the best potential shape that it can be and have that longevity of not only my, my cells, but my
1: body in general. Right. Mm -hmm. But do you work with people in that regard? We do. Yes. So we have a lot of clients that are just coming to us for hormones. And, you know, I have clients in their twenties that want to make sure that their cycles are solid, that their hormones are balanced. So when they're ready for kids, maybe it's in 10 years, you know, I have one girl right now, she's 23 and she came to me Mm -hmm. and she's not having a period. And so she's been on the pill and came off of it. And, and she's like, you know, I probably want to have a kid and Five day, you know, late twenties, but I want to get ready now. So we work with clients like that, but then we also have some clients that are done having kids. They've, you know, had all the kids they want to have, and they're in their, you know, forties, fifties, and they want to make sure that they are, if some of them are still cycling, so they want to have a strong cycle and want it to be healthy so that they can have less menopause symptoms as they head into that season. Some are already in menopause and they want to keep their symptoms at bay. And so they want to make sure that even though you're in menopause and you're not cycling, you still have hormones. They're still running through your body. They might not be as plentiful as they are when you're cycling, but you still have them. So making sure that they're optimized and balanced is super important as you're in menopause and, and later in life. And one other thing that I don't think a lot of people realize is that even if you're not having kids, if you've never wanted kids, or if you're done having kids, you still want to have strong ovulation. Because mm-hmm. the more ovulatory cycles you have between now and menopause, the healthier you're going to be. And the less likely you're going to be to have certain diseases in later in life, like osteoporosis, like heart disease, like even dementia and Alzheimer's. So, um, we, ovulation is really king queen in the cycle. So you want to have strong ovulation, whether you're trying to get pregnant or not.
0: Yeah. I was just going to mention that actually people yeah. often joke about like, Oh, I can't wait to not have a period, or I just don't want to have a period. And you know, as, as inconvenient as it can be, it is so vital to our health and so many things. So if you know somebody who doesn't have a period and, or is purposely, you know, not having a period for some reason, I would really encourage them to look a little deeper at how that could be affecting their long-term health, Mm -hmm. because as a woman that, that is our, you know, the key to our our health really of women's Mm -hmm. wellness. And there are so many things, unfortunately, that can happen as far as, you know, things we don't want to talk about, but, um, but keeping that ovulation going and having your period and all of those things is really an amazing experience that our body can have to indicate our health. So as much as we can to keep that going. So what do you say to people that either are on a hormone, Or I'm sorry, a non-hormone birth control where they're like, well, it's not hormonal, but I have an IUD or, you know, or maybe it is a, a birth control pill that's hormonal or non, you know, what's, what's your kind of
1: wor- word of wisdom to that? Yes. So whether you're trying to have children or not, I do not recommend hormonal or non-hormonal birth control because what it does is it pauses your body's natural cycles. It pauses your hormones. It's, it's almost like putting a dam in front of a river. It's not stopping the river. It's just holding it there. And then whenever you pull that dam away, that river is going to come rushing back with all these symptoms and all these issues. And that's, you know, you don't want to do that. And you, and like we said earlier, our period, this is a vital sign. This is, I always say your periods, your body's report card. And so if you're pausing that, you're not having that, then that's an issue because your body could want to throw symptoms and signs and it's not because it's paused. And so I do not recommend that there are so many easy ways to prevent pregnancy or to, you know, to plan pregnancy where you don't need the hormonal birth control, the non-hormonal birth control, either one is not good. So, um, we want our body cycling monthly. We want to be ovulating monthly. We want all of that to be happening. And so, you know, if you're trying to prevent pregnancy, I would suggest doing something like the fertility awareness method, FAM, where you're, there's only a few days a month that you can actually get pregnant. So it's pretty easy to avoid if you're trying to avoid, you know, use a condom or, you know, just sustain those couple of days, whatever it is. But um, definitely there's ways to prevent without affecting your body's natural, you know, cycles and abilities.
0: Yeah. I always say, you know, we're so concerned about eating grass-fed beef or whatever, yet the doctors are prescribing 14-year-olds birth control pill for acne type of thing, you know? So it really breaks my heart to think, you know, and, and, you know, also leading people to believe that there's not an issue, right? I have a client that I just spoke with this morning with secondary infertility, who's had an IUD in between then. And again, said, well, it wasn't a hormonal IUD. But from an energetic perspective as well, like your body has just, you know, given you life with a, you know, your first baby and yet, and, and achieved something that is literally a miracle to, to happen. And then you're essentially saying, I'm shutting you down, right? I don't want you to, I don't want you to function the way that you're meant to function, and then to pull it out to say, okay, hurry up and function again. And I want you to make this amazing miracle. So from yeah. an energetic perspective, I think just really allowing yourself that grace and being kind to your body and seeing it mm-hmm. as its own entity, if that might help you or your own friend or whatever it may be to say, like, I'm sorry, I love you. It's okay. I'm going to treat you in the way that I'm I want you to help me to be on this journey together instead of like cutting it off and, and basically mm-hmm. saying, you're going to sit in the corner and not be able to function until I tell you you're, I want you right. to. Right? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> and it's funny. I, I really get emotional about it because it is such a hard thing that our society has told us. And we've been told by doctors that it's not a problem. And, mm-hmm. um, and really to your point it's considered a vital sign and and really very much more so in other countries than our own here and really being aware of the fact of being gentle with your body in that and letting it serve you in the way that it's meant to serve you and that way you can know is is something off if we if we have any sort of you know, something stopping or preventing pregnancy, we're not able to know how our body really is functioning in order to be aware of,
1: is there really a problem going on? Exactly. Exactly. And I always encourage people, if you're considering, like, if your doctor has told you, you need to be on birth control or, you know, non-hormonal or hormonal, read the pamphlet read all the stuff that is in the that print. device in the small print pamphlet, and you will be shocked and you will be running out of that office. Like, how dare you tell me to do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And obviously we're
0: not doctors. So, yeah. you know, talk to your doctor if it's right for you, obviously every, everybody is different and everyone has something going on, but, yes. um, so let's talk a little bit about your certification program for those that yeah. are listening that have maybe been down this road and have an interest in hormones and fertility and, or both, um, Bye. Okay. What can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah, so I created a fertility and hormone coach certification program because I kept having people come to me saying like, how did you start your business? How did, you know, where did you get the education? Where did you, how do I do this? And, you know, although the education I got was wonderful, I felt like there was a lot of stuff missing around fertility and hormones. And I looked and I could not find another course that had exactly what I wanted it to have. And so I was like, I'm going to create it. So I put on my researcher hat and I started diving in and and really looking at exactly what you know, I needed to further build my business and what I thought somebody else would need. So I dove into all the pieces around fertility and hormones and male fertility and, you know, different medical conditions and different procedures and um, really dove into a lot of marketing. That was another thing I heard from a lot of people like, you know, okay, I got this great certification in fertility, but now I don't know what to do with it. I don't know how to build my business or market myself. So, um, you know, I have a background in marketing and advertising from college. Uh, It's one of my degrees. And so I, I put that hat on and created all these pieces around marketing, I put all the legal forms that somebody would need in here. So it's just a really comprehensive course. It has my exact 12 week program with scripts that go with it, that, um, you know, really somebody can take this course and the next day they can start working with a client because it, it has everything in there that you would need to do that. So it's, it's definitely, it's, it's comprehensive. It's 40 weeks. So it is long and, um, it, it comes with coaching calls with me. So actually we'll take your hand and kind of walk you through how to do this, how to build your business how to work with clients. And we have a wonderful success rate here. So we have a lot of pregnant women. And so it's, it's really good to kind of work with somebody who has that, that level of success. So yeah, yeah, it's a great program. And we
0: need more fertility coaches. We need more that are, you know, credible and have that authority. And I think taking any sort of course that is curated and you know, the information and the person that you're, you're dealing with can help you go out to the world to serve other people that are going through this. So I'm such Mm -hmm. a big a big proponent and big fan. And as I mentioned, I want to, I want to dig in and do your course as well. Yeah. So I can get my time in order. <laughs>
1: right. <Yes. laughs> well, I'm sure you're the same as me, but I'm like a course queen. I'm always like, what's the next thing? What can what's I the learn? next thing? I yeah. I love yes, it. for sure. <laughs> so tell
0: everybody where they can find you, please. Of
1: course. So you can find me at, on my website, which is coachkayla.com. Kayla's K E L A. And there I have a bunch of free goodies for your audience. They can get a fertility meal plan. They can get a pregnancy meal plan and a hormone cycle optimizing guide. Uh, so lots of great resources there. They can find my podcast there, which is the Hormone Puzzle Podcast. We have over a hundred episodes, uh, great blogs as well. So lots of resources on my website. I'm also on social media. My favorite place to hang out is Instagram. So I'm at Kayla underscore health coach. And you can also find me on Facebook at Kayla Health coach.
0: Amazing. So I can't wait for this to come out for everybody to learn more information and we'll link everything for you as well. So thanks again so much, Kayla, for chatting today and giving us lots of good information to think about for everybody who's watching.
1: Thank you, Elizabeth. It's been fun. Yeah.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pretty Little Tribe podcast follow up on instagram at the pretty little tribe or at elizabeth king underscore coaching for updates resources and a community to connect with if you are looking for extra support and tools to guide you along your ttc and parenting journey visit elizabethking.com don't forget to rate and review the podcast everywhere you're listening for a chance to receive a special gift visit elizabethking.com backslash pretty little tribe podcasts for more information on how to enter any review counts. I just appreciate your honest feedback so I can provide you with the best support possible in your TTC and parenthood journey. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.